Welcome to the People Person Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of the hit NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price, back for 2023. With me is Brian Sittler. Newly freed from my jacket because it was restricting all sorts of flow. And now I don't feel like I have a straight jacket on. It is it is good to acknowledge. It's a that new year for no straight jackets. We get in, we get comfortable in our in our outfit in our in our in our warrior garb. Yes. In our uniform, <laughs> uniform. as it were, whatever that may be. And change is hard. It is hard. Uh, and we fear change, which is why we brought back once again Josh Boltz. Ah, Welcome back. Are you uh, noticing restricted arm movement as well, Josh? No, I wear loose-fitting clothing because of my <laughs> crippling body dysmorphia. Ah, yes. Ditto yes, with yes. you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> all of us. Super, super uh, sad around mirrors. That's and, us. And uh, we're not, but we're still not too, uh, we're still not too afraid to sit down. No, even you know, even though that might uh, hinder the flow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, even that might sound weird to some people. I don't know. Uh, like that's Charles a, Minor. That's a know. great moment from Charles Minor, where he literally <laughs> orders Dwight to sit, <laughs> and he says, "No, you're gonna sit." <laughs> no, he's like, "No, that's, no, weird. that's weird. You're gonna sit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Dwight just does that. I want to be in that room. I. I, I love this idea. Could you see the cracks in the veneer here that Charles can't tell people to sit? That's not how bosses work. Right. I don't know. Some <laughs> bosses might tell you that's who they do how they do work. Right? And those are the bosses that you don't want to work for. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's a big hint, thing. Hint, hint. Is we're getting more proof here how Charles is not who he came on looking on five episodes ago when we first met him in New Boss. Yeah, and he's even taking his um his previous uh, uh, notions of Dwight and how much he likes Dwight to overlook the fact that that's weird. And wait a minute, maybe I should think a little bit more about this guy before I give him more responsibility. And, you know, he, mm-hmm. he is blinded by Dwight's dedication and focus, which are the two things that he really hops on. He's like, I see that you're laser focused. You know, he likes that about Dwight. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, because of that, he's ignoring things like the fact that Dwight is uncomfortable in the white button down who I got to say, Dwight does not wear the white button down well. No. Does not. Very not frumpy. In Wondering that. if they did Phyllis that. Phyllis thought he looked nice. Yeah. Well, but yeah. She, yeah. Well, Phyllis. Phyllis thinks she has good looking skin, too. Yeah. That That's <laughs> very true. I, I do love, just a, my favorite little aside is when Dwight, like after Charles walks through and he's like, oh yeah, hi, it's it's great. And then looking good. And then and then sure. he like moves his arm and knocks something over and Dwight just goes, okay. <laughs> he goes, it's a straight jacket. Okay. <laughs> hey, when you're in the high stakes world of heavy competition, Ayo. And that is the episode we are watching today. Mm-hmm. Uh, season it's... five, episode 2020, uh, excuse me, 22, uh, as we say goodbye to 2022. There we go. Heavy Hi, 2023. And, and, and there is competition here, but this is really also about um, allegiances. Mm-hmm. This is an episode about seeing Dwight's shifting allegiance from Michael, which is, it is still weird to see him so close to Michael, because you really quite, thought after last episode that maybe that had ended. Right. Quite the mixed up young man, I must say. Oh, yeah. Actually, um, because in one in, in one in one action, he turns over he he rats out Michael, mm-hmm. and then in the same breath, uh, later on he 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 mentions 
you know, when Michael's angrily, obviously asking him about that, why he did it. And, and, and he's like, you just, you could have just said no. And he's like, and not come through for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's just a weird amalgam of emotions going on. In yeah. Dwight K. Yeah. This was, uh, and I think that's one of the things is that this, this, this Short episode really needed a little bit more setup to explain Dwight's conflict and how much Michael Scott paper company was thriving because of Dwight's deception indeed Mm -hmm. by what he was doing before he got caught by charles or or excuse me before he gained the respect of charles and decided to stop thwarting dunder mifflin he was an ally to mc uh, msc yeah well absolutely as it um kind of realizing this morning that that cold open kind of seems a little disjunct uh, disjointed from some of the rest of the episode but cold cold calling is a bitch there's not much going on yeah. Where are they getting where are they gonna get those that business from? Well, it's to Hilton's point. There there was a lot of competition in this episode and and really none more important than how many cheese balls you right, can yeah. either catch or <laughs> or fit in your mouth. Which gotta give a Book shout ended. out behind the scenes. Uh that has that was impressive, the amount yeah. of catches. They I made. agree. I wondered, I'm like, how many times do you think they had to like retake all that? Michael throwing behind him and yeah. Ryan catching it? Wow. Uh-huh. And, and and the one I'm sure the most difficult one was with all three of them, and you can just tell from their reactions. It's like that ain't acting. Like yeah. I don't right. know how many times they've done that, but uh-huh. by their reaction, it was a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> to each get it, yeah. They had to probably spend an equal amount of time as you would in Michael Scott Paper Company, not cold calling, practicing that, actually practicing that. Oh, absolutely. This had to take some time. Oh, uh, yeah, with, with, without question. And and I know and I know you said it bookended the episode. Uh, actually, um, in the, in the extended episode, the, uh, the end of the irregular episode where they were fitting the, that, that was just right at the end of the cold open (laughs) on the extended episode, the, and we can get to it later, but what the, no, 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 how do they close it? Yeah, yeah, Um, super fans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, Andy, uh, and Andy is now that he's moved on from, uh, Jim and Pam, he's, uh, trying to sell everybody in the office now, the, the remnants of Is his it the failed... conference room scene with Phil, with, um, with Stanley and Oscar? Yes. He tries to sell him the bagged rice? Yes. Okay. Well, well <laughs> because he, yes. he offers the rice to Oscar this. and he's like, I, I thought you said this was going to be... A business, a business thing. meeting. He tries to sell to Oscar by making uh, arrows con arrows. Yes. <laughs> and, and then when he, when he offers Stanley the table things, he's like, I wouldn't take them if they're free. Well, then why are you here? I'm here for the rice. <laughs> <laughs> so that comes after Michael's little spiel at the end. That's the normal bookend. Yeah. Yes. Or, or the, oh, no, no, no. After the, oh, no, after the cheese pops. Right, the the yes. cheese pops cheese are the clothes. The clothes. They right are the before clothes. that is Michael's speech about yeah, trying to win which, a business. Which doesn't really. No. No, it's, it, it barely makes sense, if anything at all. It's not that there's there's a lot of that like, might be my least favorite uh, part of this episode. Yeah, because and a very fun episode, I must say, one of my favorites. I think of this arc it, it's because a, they turned Dwight Schrute loose. Yeah. Yes, and, yeah, and you really see a different wow. side of this of, of Michael and Dwight's relationship. How much it has come. And we haven't seen a ton of Dwight this arc. No, not he's really. only been in little little bits here and there, yeah. it, it effectively used. But but they, mm-hmm. 
to 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 turn him from the beginning where he's helping a friend, although he won't take six dollars. Yeah. Um. But he, even though Michael owes him ten. Right. <laughs> God, <laughs> the the regimentation in that man's mind. I don't. Right. Wow. I, I don't know. But to but see that it, he wouldn't take <laughs> that he wouldn't take that money after four years. Yeah. <laughs> or, or no, that he wouldn't take the money that Michael was offering him yeah. and just As apply a, it yeah. to the debt. No. That Mike, no. It's got to be very structured. No. He yes. has like accounts in his brain. No, yeah. this cannot go in that account. It has to go in this account. <laughs> And he, and it's, exactly. and he has four years of interest on it, probably, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to see him start off, you know, trying to help out with Ed's tires, and then eventually, you know, we do get to see another side of Charles Minor, honestly, in this. You know, as 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 bungling as he was, you know, in his handling of Dwight, he was more, uh, more affable, wanting to give him more... Uh, responsibility yeah and then actually uh actually he he's the most calm one when uh when the whole when the, the when the ambush goes down with the yes. proverbial pee filled balloon he is pretty matter of fact like we have to we have to act better let's be than cool. this let's be yeah cool. we ha- our companies have to find a way to get along mm-hmm. you know like we have to be professional like and i mean yeah he's he's charles he's a little too much he but is. but he is playing it relatively cool compared to these two idiots in michael and dwight in, oh. in a in a in a war that dwight so brilliantly almost uh, equates to Highlander. Oh, right. I love this. So it's like not quite it like Highlander. The high stakes of Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> For the fate of the central Pennsylvania paper market. <laughs> yeah. And I love that he does bring up that it's not quite like Highlander. Like, you know, that, that, okay. that, 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 that's the first mention. He does it. have some, he does have some perspective. A little bit. Yeah. But, but Hilton, like you, like you had kind of been saying throughout these past uh, episodes, not really a lot of uh, laugh out loud moments. Oh, a lot, yeah. and I think this episode kind of returned a little bit. Uh, there, there were some Agreed. pretty good mm. laugh out loud moments. Yeah, in this episode, and, I think. And yeah. with the end, even the end, just some, just a nice little detail when they throw those final two cheese balls at Pam's hair. Uh, yeah, and, and you know that she doesn't know that it's in her hair. So <laughs> you just get a nice little genuine like. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Between that, Dwight showing he's not wearing a wire, we're getting more of that, oh. that goofy, silly, not afraid to look awful Dwight that mm-hmm. he likes to do. Um, then the fight between Dwight and Michael over mm. the Harper Collins account with, yes. with Mr. Schofield. Yeah. Uh, Where Mike is, is cuckolding him with yeah. his biggest partner. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Got the phone in the pocket. You listen, I'm closing the door. You know? <laughs> it is. It's such a great uh, going back to the silliness, the farcical nature of some of the the wildest episodes of this show. Yes, and they're bringing it back to that, which is great because that's what this show does well: is these absurdist moments juxtaposed against normality. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you get a lot of that in this episode. You do, yeah, and and you still get and and there very much is a sense of stakes. Yes, in this episode too that they yeah, play really well. Are. I mean, like he's got. He's got to survive. Yeah. Well, you mean Dwight, Michael, or Dwight? My, well, Michael's company has to survive. Yeah. But, but then again, but then again, so does Dwight. Once he realizes that, you know, he's he he's being valued higher in you know in the company, like with someone like Charles, Charles. really 
seeing what he's and, and of course now he, he's getting everything that he w- ever wanted from Michael right yeah. he's gonna get, eat lunch with him yeah he's being invited out for invited, drinks he's getting promoted got he's a getting firm hand he's getting firm handshakes he's, he's getting yeah. he's getting he's getting damn near very very much aroused by that and and I I wondered <laughs> and because I, I watched both the regular cut and the extended cut and I was and I was curious if that handshake scene was extended, yeah. and it was. Yeah. Oh, thank oh, yeah. And, and there's a because you because when I was watching the regular scene, I was like, huh, you know, I really thought that Dwight would hold on that handshake longer. And then when it came to the extended one, he's getting he just goes, oh, it's firm. Yeah. And Charles is like, okay. And the phone rings. He goes, should you get that? And Dwight goes. In a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And Charles is just sitting there, like, vis- starting to get visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> so I guess they probably thought that was a little bit too far, perhaps. Like, Maybe. To, before they got into the next episode, when the B exactly, episode happens. That's ha- exactly when the B what thing I happens. called to happen, though, yeah. is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's great, though, because it does set up, uh, in the shorter version, it really sets up the next episode where you finally have Charles making the realization that he has bet on the wrong horse. Right. Yeah. When, when Dwight finally goes too far in the meeting with David Wallace and Michael Scott Paper Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite um, uh, a great point because it, it really is setting up so much... Um, the stakes have been brought about as high as they possibly can as we get into the the the, the close of the arc in, yes. in, in the next arc in the next episode. Excuse me, uh, and pushing it as far as it can because we could have had some kind of bigger conflict here between this Michael gone, and Charles. This could have gone on further. I mean, oh yeah, they, 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 it, it does seem a little. I mean, I like the I love the next episode. It's 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 excellent, but yeah. it does seem definitely sort of rushed. Yep, and they kind of had to figure a way to land it. And I, I don't know if they were, if they just, I don't know how they decided on six episodes. I'm not sure. I can't right, go into yeah. the back of that. But, I mean, it was enough in the end. But they could have gone on further. But I think it worked out perfectly. Well, and again, we, we've talked before. This is our biggest, unique, isolated arc in the show. Well, so and they far. could, I guess they could have taken it to the end of the series. Because we've got, what, three episodes after? Yeah, we've got, uh, what, what, Cafe, Cafe Disco. Disco. Oh. Uh, and, or two. And, two. And, and the picnic. Right. So, I, I mean. Yeah, there's, uh, well, the next one. Well, we, broke. We got, we got three left. Broke, yeah. and then. Then uh, Cafe Disco. Mm-hmm. And then. Casual Friday is another oh, one. Oh, you're right. Oh, yes. Right. There is three. Casual yes. Friday. Yeah, yeah, Casual Friday, then Cafe Disco, yes. then the picnic. Yeah. Okay. But but can I say one thing that um it, it it's like Dwight, you know, he he knows Michael's a jackass mm-hmm. and all the all of the sycophantic uh nature to his behavior, but he really does have a soft spot in that brilliant talking head of his where he's comparing it to the Roman Empire and the wild, wild west. <laughs> And, and toward Poland. And mm-hmm. Poland. And just Poland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and probably my favorite line of this whole episode, I would say, is, you know, there was a lot going on, you know, and dress code didn't matter. And in that chaos, I soared. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really, it's another example of the, the members of the office understanding the difference between what they had, which they complained about for five and a half seasons, you know, for, yeah. five, for four and a half seasons, we had them complaining about how much Michael sucks. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing multiple members of this team understanding how they were pretty happy under yeah. the Michael regime. Oh, they were. That, yeah, that's yeah. true. And it kind of, and it also goes against, I mean, a lot of people watch the show and like, how is he like saying, how is he boss? He should have been fired. Like, yeah. And then after maybe you get used to it for a while, you're like, yeah, maybe he shouldn't be boss, but he's still, you know, it works. And then they're like, oh, wow. 
even those people would be like, oh, you know, seeing him go away, be like, oh, yeah, no, we need him for the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's definitely a big. I mean, big... it's different. Uh, it's not the same, but yeah. just different perspectives. Well, and, you know, and, and of course, you know, going behind the scenes again, this was a chance for the office to bring in some new blood, uh, a rising star on television in, in Idris Elba, who who at the time was really only known for Luther. Yeah. Over at the BBC and maybe for his work on The Wire. Had The, the Wire had already run before. Yeah. This, right? say, okay, yeah. so he's known for The Wire and for Luther. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. They, that's right. Because the. I've heard that the fan, the office writers or the actors, they were fans of the wire. They were fans of the wire. Yeah, right? Jenna yeah, Fisher. That, that's yeah. right. The last one because Jenna Fisher was a big fan of the of the wire. So like in that scene when she comes in and talks to Charles, like she was kind of. So not only this rising up. star who, who's who's made a name for himself on these two hit shows, both here and over in the UK, but. Uh, as a chance to bring in someone known for serious role. Mm. Stringer Bell is a serious role. Yes. The, the role of Luther is a serious role. Uh, so he was a great straight man. And, mm. and, and he was. There's a reason he's one of the most hated extra characters on this show. Yeah. Because of how much he is a dour presence yes, to our lively right. office. And he, play, and he plays it to a T. Perfect. I mean, it's, it's a mm. testament to... I'm like, he's supposed to be hated. Like, yes. him being hated is a testament to how great of a job it is, he did with mm, Charles. It, mm. it is Joffrey Baratheon before Joffrey Baratheon. <laughs> yes. You, know, you want to talk about characters who did so well they were hated. Or, right. or, or Draco Malfoy. You yes. Know, these, these, these actors who just give it 110% and are still hated by people, you know? Man, so, you love to hate. Right? But no, yeah. we love you, Idris. Great job on this. Uh, <laughs> and and great job also in our B plot. We, we only have the two uh, plots in this show, the mm. A plot and the B plot, but mm. the B plot with Jim and uh, Andy is mm. is something else. Yes, it is. And it's, I got to say, it's on this rewatch, I will say that this does seem, because I've seen some reviewers say they thought it was a cruel prank. To play on Andy on Jim's part, kind yeah. of made, somewhat mean spirited. Yeah, and um, I kind of got that honestly in this rewatching of it. I don't I know. Don't know. I, I, I get what he's trying to do. I just, it's just, and I don't mind it, and it's funny, and I just think maybe in a real life scenario, I would hope someone would be a little bit, so, you so know, Andy's hurting. Exactly. Andy's yeah, yeah. hurting. Still reeling. He's still right. recovering from his breakup. The, uh, uh, people are people are getting deals off of his. Uh, they're shopping in the graveyard of his. But but also love. Andy Great is line. reflecting his own hurt on Jim and Pam. He's projecting and and kind of mm-hmm. you know he's out of turn. Out of turn. He is exactly. He and is. I think it's true. There we might have needed a little bit more setup in how out of turn he was. To really justify Jim deciding that this was going to be a prank, yeah, because yeah. Jim goes all in in a level we don't see outside of Dwight, mm-hmm. and even with Dwight, it's right. Like Jim is, he's acting distraught. He's stepping on his lunch. He's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a level of pantomime there that we don't normally see from him. Great, great job with the. Am I on a? Am I on a bro? Oh, wait, is it? I'm on a. Am I on a road? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he just has that lost look yeah. in his face. Yeah. Like I love that more than him like stamp like him overly, you know, throwing the tantrum and stomping yeah. on his lunch seat. That was like, come on, Andy. You no. can't see that. Yeah. Like but and, but his but his the opening where he's just so disconnected. You're coming out with no experience. Of course I'm gonna or <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, take your advice. Yeah, and you have no insight into what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I enjoyed that part of it more. And uh, yeah. there there was a little bit of an extended uh at, at the beginning yeah. of the episode when he's 
uh, showing Jim and Pam stuff that they could have. Like the cross cake? They for... show them the cross cake. Yes, yes. Yeah. He actually does show them the it's cross a, cake. It's just a big picture of it? Like, Yeah. Okay. He, he shows three slices of cake, and then he's got a photo of the finished cake, which is a cross. Which yeah. Has a cross yeah. on it. And he explains Angela. it away that it's a uh, it is the cross of where their paths have crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim's all in. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, with hearing that explanation, I have no other. Oh, his uh, excitement. Yeah, even in the scenes that you do see in the original cut, like, it's still great. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm in. I, I could see how perhaps Andy being somewhat dense really did mistake Jim's sarcastic enthusiasm. Oh, he totally, yeah, completely. I think maybe that was sort of his thing for maybe why he thought Pam was was stepping on it or whatever that that would be my only and that's what that it would is. be my only reasoning jim is is pranking him and acting like he is 110 percent on board with everything and he's trying to sell him pam mm. is being reasonable right and is being like no i'm not going to pay 9k for your acapella buddies who i <laughs> and, go to college with and he knows she's going to be reasonable yeah and so that's why he gets to have his fun hey yeah. i will say though that was a damn good acapella version of You Can Call Me Al. Yeah, as Ooh. a fan of Paul Simon, yeah. I would boogie down the yeah. aisle to You Can Call Me Al. And spoiler alert, they're going to be boogieing yeah, down will. the aisles yeah. to another song. Right? But, uh, uh, a far more problematic one, really, yeah. in retrospect. There's a lot of problematic in the future coming from this one, man. Like, yeah. And it kind of kills me a little bit because it's a yeah. great line later on when mm -hmm. we get to Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, a problematic one. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, the future sucks yeah <laughs> that's all i can also, tell you speaking of problematic great creed moment oh we yeah we have at the end of that opening scene where he politely offers to officiate the wedding for 10 percent oh. now 10 percent of what you might ask the door <laughs> <laughs> not so, seen that one that that's a super great. fan that's yeah. great so oh. creed, creed believes that <laughs> weddings are are like Events have a cover, that, yeah. That have you a think cover, have a cover, yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and uh, Angela comes in where she she kind of there's a scene with her looking through the window and she sees Andy giving away all their stuff and she kind of looks upset and it goes to a really good talking head where she's like, I can't believe Andy would have given all that stuff away. I really would have thought he would have waited until I found somebody else and threw us a wedding. <laughs> No, that's stupid. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a great one. Yeah. yeah. That's not in the deleted scenes either. Yeah. That's great. We only get one Creed scene in the deleted scenes. Uh, and I've actually, I've yeah, kind of forgotten what it no was. We no Creed at all. That's that's my one gripe, I think, with this uh, episode. The, the two, there, there was that one. There was the that one, one with the uh, with the 10% the of the door. And then the very last yeah. line of the, uh, where he when offers. When he's selling him the stuff. When he's when, selling the office his, his wedding stuff. Right, mm -hmm. and he, he offers Creed the tuxedo for his funeral, and Creed only wants the bottom half, because yeah. he wants to go out of this world like he came in, shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And then the episode just, I was like, that is how you end that episode. <laughs> oh. That was how the deleted scenes ended, too. Yeah. That was, that was a good one. <laughs> Sometimes you just, I don't know. They're using Creed, I, I, I think... I mean, I love Creed. He's great. I think they did kind of lean a little bit too heavy into him in later seasons. Yeah. I think he's used, at this point in the story, like Sparingly. the right amount yeah. perfectly, just to come in with a quick, like, what was that? Yeah, some weird absurdism and then move on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I wish they would have had more of him and maybe a little bit less of the uh, Jim and Andy plot. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not a great B plot. It's no, not. It's not, but. Because it really doesn't make sense until you get to the end with him coming clean with Andy and just saying, listen, I know you're hurting. But, you know, you got to stay out of my bummer. business. You'll find someone that's for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that was... And Andy takes it well, so... Well, no, I will say that, that does... That it, it is sort of justified in that end where, yeah, Jim, in his own way of being, like, you know, politely saying, like, you don't know my business, stay out of it, but hey... You're a good guy. You're gonna you're gonna be okay. You're gonna bounce back, and you know it's like he he still cares yeah, that yeah. Andy was hurt. <laughs> yeah, but he he's, he's Jim. He's gonna prank. He this is the way he he deals with things. But along the way, he's also kind of being a friend. Yeah. So it's uh, but he's not gonna pay nine nine grand for his oh. his group and a merch table up front. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and <laughs> great line. Uh, that's the, I think that's my favorite Ed Helms line from this. Um, episode. And I mean, I guess if there's a cover, a merch table makes sense. Right? It does. So, I, you yeah. know, I think Creed might have overheard that. I mean, I, no wonder he's confused. Like, right? yeah, he just thinks it's a it's a show. Oh, so these weddings are like a shindig and, uh, or a, a business venture, right? perhaps. Yeah. And I'm going to take advantage because he needs ducats. Uh, here comes treble is playing. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just thinks it's a concert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could make a killing at the door with that, right? Uh, cute, but but before I got to the Bill Cosby reminder, I want to say um, we get like uber my uber like aggressive focused Michael in this episode, like we've never seen once he's crossed. Well, the one once he's been crossed. Oh yeah, it's he like he ruthless. just oh it's and he's good and he's gonna come at him hard. And he brought him into this world, literally, I mean, in the sales world, okay, literally. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to take him out, and uh, or he's going to damn tr- near, damn near try until, but, I mean, he is releasing the wolf, too, so it gets interesting. Well, I mean, we, this is a great episode for Michael, because not only do we get to see competent Michael, which we, we have been seeing in and out throughout this arc, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's an interesting example of Michael at his most competent, and Michael at his least competent. Like, when he comes back from the meeting, oh and he God. won't even tell him what happened, he just describes right. the piss-filled balloon scenario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the fact that he can't understand hyperboles from, or the, uh, so you might say that we're talking about some kind of situation like this. No, it is this situation. Yeah. Exactly. And, because, and uh, go ahead. Well, because Pam has to keep doing <laughs> the signs. Yeah. He has to keep He's talking being... about you and then and, he, and Michael immediately shakes it off. He's talking about you and then Ryan is pointing at the <laughs> sign with her and finally you can see Michael like entertaining the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Dwight, are you are you talking about us? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. you the I, I might be talking about us. <laughs> is the is the Will Smith is the is the cool new guy uh, Charles? Is it Stanley? Is it Stanley? <laughs> Which and, and right back to incompetence and 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 his racism again, where he immediately oh, yes. the idea that some oh someone cool that must be the black person in the office. Well, he just goes uh, to, the, to only to it could be it could be either black one. We don't know. Yeah, like yes, I don't. Exactly. <laughs> no, it, it's funny because I had that same thought. It's amazing, like how quickly he can go from being competent to to this the incompetence just kicking the door in and being uh, like, I'm back. Well, like, <laughs> and, and everybody loves it. Yeah. And, and that one of the leading scenes, I didn't see it, but I read about it, was one of the other signs that I think Pam, oh, don't, oh, no. don't give social security numbers I, to strangers. I have them right here. Thank you. One of the other ones. The, uh, so it's a cut talking head with Pam outside the uh, Michael Scott office, and she says that she's going to show off the other signs that they've made for him. Yes. So yes. there was apologize and hang up. <laughs> They cannot see you wink. 
<laughs> don't give SS number to social security number to strangers. And then finally, only they call themselves that. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, that one is not even on the deleted scenes. Yeah. That was the, uh, yeah, those were that last one. I lost it because yeah. you just have to imagine what, what happened that, that and apologize and hang up <laughs> <laughs> but then again you know it's it's so it, it it speaks to but then like later in the episode uh near the end when uh dwight after he had stolen michael's rolodex and everything and, yeah. and he talks to the you know the guy about oh how's your gay son mm-hmm. and he goes what and then it cuts to Michael explaining that you know basically his color coding is like yeah, green, green, green means go ahead, go ahead and don't say it yeah orange means aren't you glad you didn't say it yeah. actually most of these are don't say anything <laughs> that man and his systems man like yeah. it's like how the, his mnemonic like when he's telling when he's back to uh, trying to when he oh, during lecture he, circuit when he's trying to use the uh, the naming device exactly that one mm-hmm. and then when he's with jan and they're going on the way to the deposition and oh, he, yeah. he's coming up with the different ways to remember things he's like mm-hmm. are you sure this works he's like <laughs> and, then and it, for him it does yeah exactly <laughs> but he uh oh god what was i gonna get back to well and and that's yeah. the thing about uh th- this thing with the naming system is we also see more of how it impacts dwight when dwight finds the card for him and he says is he you know is he oh. a lifelong friend great salesman nope tall, tall beats you know <laughs> but neither one color coded which means totally cool to talk about both of those absolutely i, I like it that they they were able to make because when you see him steal michael's shit you're like god damn it dwight why are you doing that but then they yeah. but then they turn around and make it hilarious because he's uh, and uh who <laughs> And uh, my is, best to your black wife. Well, <laughs> How is Sherry, your Sherry, black wife? Who is your black <laughs> the, the thing, though, about that is all Dwight needed to steal was the Rolodex. Yeah. But he's just, like, stealing all the random shit he off of all his toys. Desk. <laughs> Which, even more proof when they walk in that they know they've been robbed. Yes. And, of course, this is after the deception of, of Dwight pr- tricking them into thinking he's coming to them with lunch. So when Michael finally mm. calls him, yep. not only does he still think Dwight's in traffic, he tries to eat the <laughs> sub as punishment and that moment where Dwight's like it's their worst sub and Michael takes the bite and he's just oh <laughs> bastard yeah <laughs> the- I love this idea that this restaurant sells a sub that is just awful it's to famous, taste it's famously awful yeah. you know what restaurant it is actually it's, it's the pizza place it's the it's the Pizza Alfredo. Alfredo's. It's Alfredo's. Yeah. It's well, the good Alfredo's one that they go to. So the good oh, pizza, is? but not not all their sandwiches. But, but, yeah. their, but their meatball sub parm is their worst sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how Michael gets to know. Oh, and I also love that Michael just casually says, Dwight hit a bear. He'll be late. <laughs> yeah. And nobody reacts. Right. They don't have anything. Which yeah. really, for for two voices of reason throughout this yeah, episode. Yeah, that was a slip. Pam and Ryan slipped there. Yeah, they, they, they did. They should have yeah, paid better that's attention. True. That was, that's a little sloppy, I will say. <laughs> Yeah. But but uh, we we do uh, sort of a callback to um, we get a reemergence of Dwight's love for sabotage. Oh yes, uh, uh, back at uh, the season three when him and Angelo went after Andy, and now he's going right after Michael, Michael Scott Paper Company. And, and once again, Michael doesn't believe him at first. No, Dwight, we were robbed, and <laughs> yes. then immediately Pam and Ryan are trying to say it was him. They, yeah. they do the sign. Yep. They he's do like, the sign you, again. You broke our truce. He's like. Wait on purpose, yeah. <laughs> and and he and he broke the truce by by stealing the Howard family dry cleaning, which in an extended scene that set he's like what 
that's my family. Yeah, yeah, right. He has crossed the line, and I will not be responsible for my hat. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pam, he goes, when have you ever been responsible? Get off my back, you hat. That's yeah. awesome. And then, and then, yeah. Michael, with the, something about that feels offensive. You know? yeah. yeah. There was another, I read there was another subplot where Ryan thought Pam had a crush on him or something. Okay. Did you? Did, is no, that, I didn't, no, I didn't pick up. Oh, oh, you know what? Now, now I remember. No, that was like an early script. Never mind. It wasn't It wasn't an okay. alternate. It wasn't an alternate scene. Never mind. Gotcha. But they like, they, they got rid of that, mm, I guess. Yeah. For the better, I think. Yeah. Well, and this really is a kind of episode where you, when we already talked a little bit about how the B plot felt a little bit stretched. You know, we don't love it. Uh, but and the really, A plot's so damn good. It doesn't really even. The A plot is so good, yeah. and it needs a lot of time. It really it, does. It's, it does. There's a lot of interweaving parts that happen in that plot. They probably could have stuffed it more mm. and taken the B plot out entirely. Probably yeah. so. But you would have had less of your ensemble cast. You, yeah, you would have. I, I think I just appreciate that um, it actually. They actually feel like it's more of a team in this episode. They're actually like the Michael Scott Paper T- Company crew. Yeah. With their yeah. and they actually and then they have their morning chant cheer that they oh, do. Yeah, yeah. Telling people they're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm part of this now. <laughs> no, and, and that that's that, her tell to that's it. That's how she knows she's in. Uh-huh. And yeah, a really good a, a really good uh team building mm-hmm. moment is when um Michael is talking about uh you know, what their strategy is going to be for Ed's tires. Yeah. And, uh, you know, say you have a mistrust of women, and Pam goes, I'm not doing that. You're right. It wouldn't be genuine coming from you. Ryan, you take the lead on that. And Ryan, without hesitation, I I can get there. Yeah, I can get there. I can get us there. Yeah. (laughs) He loves, he loves the ruthlessness, like, uh, like when Mike, Michael's saying that he's He's going to kill Dwight. He's going to get hardcore. (laughs) And you guys, finally, finally. Yeah, Ryan's excited about yeah. all of this. He Ryan. just wants to—he just wants to burn it down, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That definitely plays to Ryan. Uh, I, I have a feeling Lauderdale was it Lauderdale? Is that where he, where did he go? Uh, he went to Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, Lauderdale. Yeah. it was rough on him. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he saw some things. There's a there's a there's a missing episode that could have revolved somewhat around that. I would have mm-hmm. appreciated it just to see. Um, but I, I I just want to know one more thing. I just hope that Moe's never ends up in that well. Oh, uh, that's um, such a great moment of Michael immediately <laughs> assuming that it's other Dwight-related shenanigans. This can't be anything really important. It's got to be something involving something on the farm, right? And uh, and and then, but but I love that Dwight's like, no, I roped it off. So that definitely implies that he has ended up in the well yeah. at one point in time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course. And um, we also, th- and it's also established the uh, the time honored uh, practice of dibs. Oh yeah, you and... still respect dibs, don't you? <laughs> I feel like I would feel like a barbarian if I did that. (laughs) If I did not. Just just Dwight's incredulity and and being like, well, no, I'm not a barbarian. (laughs) It's so interesting because this is an arc that has gone a certain way for four episodes now. And as we hit episode five with the introduction of Dwight, we get a new layer of the absurdity of the office kind of put on top. And it's really bringing things back into Michael's control. Dwight is the linchpin that starts to give Michael the upper hand here. And not that Michael Scott Paper Company's been doing bad. They've been doing surprisingly well. Mm. But Dwight, through his willingness to work with Michael, through his respect for something as dumb as fucking dibs, you know, <laughs> Michael actually gets further leeway. And then by the end of the episode, through Dwight attempting to pull back control and wrestle back his autonomy from Michael and to show respect to Dunder Mifflin and to Charles Minor, Michael manages to come out on top by stealing the HarperCollins account. 
even yeah. with the spin move and everything. Right, even with the spin move. <laughs> and which he is... bursts because he cares. Yep. <laughs> and he interrupts, but he, he wants him to notice uh, his dedication and his recall. Yes. <laughs> Continuing. <laughs> yeah. Why? So, and he leaves his phone, flip phone, in all its glory, on the on his dashboard. Mm-hmm. But he does, he almost, he has to get his shirt. That's the main thing that he needs. Yes, he's got to be in his original outfit. Yeah, which like just confirms that he doesn't feel like he, he'll never, um, it's almost mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I'm totally reading into this, but it's like he, he'll never be able to be as good as he is in that long shirt. Yeah he, yeah, he knew what he needed to be his best in that moment. Well, if he has a long shirt on, he has to have, because he, I mean, he wears, he, he wears coat jackets. I mean, maybe that's a later on season thing more yeah. so. But like it become anyway. I'm thinking way too much about it. But I just thought it was odd. I was like, why is he changing? Like while he's and running. Then, yeah. And then I noticed after the Schofield incident, he changes back into the white shirt. Yeah, he, does. he, to, he go, does. to go back to the office. He, he does. does. Man. I, I love when he's when he's on the phone driving there and he's listening to everything Michael is saying. And he's like, you didn't invent paper? Yeah. The Chinese did. Oh, yeah. and, and, then when he's, and then when he's, Michael is saying, Dwight's saying, it's like, isn't that he says paper is the soil? No, the manure. Paper is the manure. On-time delivery is the soil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's another mention of, uh, noticed, uh, a computer cut. So they had the comparison to Apple a couple episodes ago when they yeah. started in the garage, uh-huh. or better than a garage. And then this, it's like Michael saying, "It's like buying software from Bill Gates." Yeah, yeah. And it's like, are you saying you invented paper? Yeah. <laughs> and then I love the bit where Dwight uh, tries to use the. Uh, I've got a date. What is it? April twenty third, nineteen ninety two. Yeah, yeah, yeah two thousand. April thirteenth, two thousand two. And, and then, and then Michael pulls. You know what? I'm going to pull a date out of thin air. <laughs> Same date. That's the last time you reevaluated your paper needs. And it's like, God damn, yeah. Michael. Ooh. Yeah, no, Dwight is out of his depth as like a salesman when it's like Michael Scott actually, yeah. you know. And he knows it. That's why he has to go to the card. And Michael is keeping <laughs> his cool the whole time, right down to the where he finally, he he's trying to leave the meeting first. And he's like, I'll see you this weekend with box seats. Wilkes-Barre Penguins, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, I, I mean, really... Uh, it, it's like Ryan says. Look at that old man and his Rolodex go. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, and and we we now know that he's using his BlackBerry as a nightlight. <laughs> After Pam spent a month Which, putting that and the Rolodex fact that he just in there, has a nightlight at all. <laughs> like little perfect. <laughs> Anyone who has ever set up tech for a boomer knows exactly that feeling, <laughs> where you set up something so complex and they use one feature. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's uh It's true. Man. It's like that uh not not to bring in a different show, but it's like that yeah. one of those Seinfeld episodes where he he like yes. gets his dad say exactly. He gets his dad like this, this wizard that's like a whole like day planner and all his dad is like I could calculate the tip on this. Yeah. And that's all he, that's that's all all he cares he about. Wants it for. Yeah, that's right. yep. <laughs> Man. I, but uh, they and Kind of a funny uh, aside that um, Ryan, when he was on top before, uh, assigned everyone to have bl- or use Blackberries. Oh yeah, as um, uh, back back uh, Dunder Dunder Mifflinity Infinity Mif- Mifflin Infinity Dunder Mifflinity. Did you guys ever? <laughs> like that was uh, a, that was an Andy thing. Yeah. Did you guys go to the website at all? When Is that they- no? No. Is that still? It- I read about it from off this episode. It can't still exist. Uh. Because me. it was kind of like a social media thing, almost. I read on the backstory on, on the wiki, one of the wikis, about how they, um, they on their on their on their website, they actually had like items from 
uh, Andy and Angela's wedding. Yeah. Like you could go and see like the cross cake, I think. Yeah. Like pictures of it. If, if what I remember correctly, because I mean, of course, this would have been, you know, this is. Oh, nine. You know, yeah, late, late aughts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's. Social media was still yeah. like kind of not where it is today, and I and I think it was a lot more. Of people, it was all websites mostly. Yeah, and I think a lot of people Commerce. were were scrambling. I mean, you know, the I'm sure it was a network decision. We're like, hey, let's let's build a fan site for the office, but let's also add uh, social media because everyone's mm-hmm. doing the social media thing yeah, now. It helped the show. I mean, it it it's totally oh, yeah. it totally is. They talk about it on documentaries like. Um, like the their partnership with Apple when like everyone like the iPod came out like the classic iPod and uh-huh. they put that in the Christmas episode and yeah. then Apple does the deal where they put you can download Office uh, episodes and put them on your iPod video mm-hmm. iPod and see it so, so they is, were all up on is that it shit. gone is yeah the... nothing there anymore unfortunately yeah I figured it wouldn't be yeah. it's not in that what the Wayback Machine maybe we don't we don't need to find that it's okay <laughs> but yeah no I did I I remember. Uh, Signing up for uh, Dunder Mifflin Infinity back in the day. <laughs> you were a smarter person than I. I wasn't watching yet. I would have. That would have been fun. Yeah, no, I got into the office. Uh, it was uh, uh, through a friend of mine. Uh, uh, my friend Claire uh, was actually the one that had uh, introduced me to it. Like I had, I had heard about it, but you know, b- back then I wasn't. It's not that I wasn't like, oh, I'm not watching network TV or whatever. Right. I just, I just really wasn't, you know, super into watching a lot of TV at the time. Yeah. Like, I, well, I was really up on, I was really watching Arrested Development a yeah. lot back then. So that that took a lot, <laughs> and then finally, they showed me, and I got into it uh, right about the time that season three was. Uh, was about halfway done. Okay, and then nice. I went back and watched all the episodes and all that. But yeah, ever since about midway through season three up until the end is, is when I watched. watched yeah. So yeah, about 2007 is, right is when I... Because it started in 05, yeah. I believe. 04, 04. 05, 04. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was... I, I came in on about 2007 right is on. when I started watching The Office. Because okay. I was like, oh, wow, no, this is actually mm. really good. And of course, it was back in those... You know, early early days where it felt like, you know, it didn't feel like a TV show yet. You know, it felt like something really sort of new and right, yeah, and and refreshing. Yeah. Uh, but that that was when I got the first time I ever saw an episode of The Office was uh, I was on a it was on a flight. It was on one of those free in flight things, and it was the um, it was the. I think it was the was that the Valentine's Day episode where they brought all the kids in and you meet Meredith's son for the first time. No, that's time. that's a bring your daughter, yeah, your daughter to work, work day. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was actually yeah. the first episode of The Office that I ever watched. Nice. And I, w- I was on a flight back from visiting my friend in Olympia, Washington. Oh, nice. cool. So that would have been like oh six. Cool city. Okay. But then I just yeah. I was like, oh yeah, no, this is. Cool, but then it, it didn't really stick with me at the time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I was. I saw the first season on DVD, and same thing. First couple episodes didn't quite grab me. Mm-hmm. I ended up coming back to it a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. Got under my skin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think what helped was uh, when I got back into it, watching some of the more like, you know, the episodes where they kind of had a clear idea of where they were going to go. And then that made going back and visiting the earlier ones. I'm like, oh no, this is actually yeah. I, sure. I yeah. can't see. I see why 
this now. I don't know why it didn't grab me initially, but eh. there's something. It, it, it's it's it's, it's like our, good music. Sometimes it just doesn't hit you at that's first, true. and then it is our human later nature on. to want to start something from the beginning. But so often yeah. with media, it is getting something in the middle mm-hmm. where we get a sense of the fully developed characters, the intriguing storylines, and get a taste of oh, I like what I saw, and I'm curious about what I don't know. Right. And that's what really builds an interest in something. Yes. Definitely. Which is why I always, you know, people always say, like, I'm a big comic book fan. I always say, people want to say, what comic should I read? Is there a number one? I say, sure, but go buy issue 42. If you enjoy that issue, now you're curious what happens next mm-hmm. and what happened before. That's true. That's now good, you're on yeah. your way. That's a good idea because that's one problem that I have with the sort of the, the big established comic brands that have been going, yeah. you know, for like 50, 60 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it's like it's been retconned so many times and I just it, it would get overwhelming to know where to start. And no, that's actually a just, really good just idea. Just go grab an issue. Yeah. And, and, and mm. you don't you don't have to jump ten years earlier and fill in that hole of what happened before that retcon or whatever but mm-hmm. find out if you're if you like that issue that you bought buy the one before yeah buy the one yeah. after mm-hmm. just get into that story there's plenty of time <clears throat> to find the 60 years of history exactly it's know? true yeah because but, yeah i started my first episode i saw was like i think the first episode of episode three or okay. season three mm-hmm. so and that just i it piqued my interest i kept going like I ended up knowing, you know, I missed I missed a hell of a lot from season two and one, you know, about yeah. what led up to that moment where they're, you know, after casino night. But it it, it worked now that we actually talked through this. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I've had a hard time getting into things and paralysis by analysis and just overwhelmed yes, with right? my options. So I'm glad we had this talk today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I could kind of understand like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, I shouldn't be so worried about going back to the start of something or. I'll tell you know. recently, I'll, I'll give you an example, is I kept trying to start, everyone, the Star Wars fans always talk about the cartoon, The Clone Wars, and uh-huh. how great it was in, in yeah, setting up they do. in that prequel era. Right. right. And as, as someone who loved Star Wars, but had never gotten into that, I, I was like, I wanted to try it, I wanted to try it. I tried the first episode, and it was very first episode I tried the second episode, it was still, I just felt like I was getting too much of the introduction, and I just wanted to get into the story. Uh-huh. So I just jumped ahead to season two. Uh, wow. And I started about an episode or two into season two, and I was a little lost, but... I figured it out. Uh-huh. You know, I'm an adult, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and I've, I, hey, I, I whatever and, works. And four seasons or whatever, five seasons that I've watched since then, I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Okay. So, so you're okay, talking cool. about, you're talking about the 3d animated one, not the original, the, the one that came before the animated series that was by the guy. Not the, the one by Jendi Tar- yeah, Tartofsky. No, yeah. I'm talking Which, about the one that was 30 minute episodes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Even though I do hear that that one is also That is really very cool good. too, but that's its own kind of unique thing. It's yeah. very stylized. You know, it wasn't so much a narrative of, of episode by episode. Yeah. It was a lot of like action scenes kind of strung together. Oh, okay. So. Um, but also worth checking out. Uh, they they have that now on Disney Plus as one continuous thing. It runs about an hour. Oh, nice. Whereas when it first came out, it was like 10 minute little snippets uh, or whatever. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Because that was an internet thing. That was yes. released on the internet initially. Yes, that was. That in was the, very true. In the early days of the uh-huh. World Wide Web. What? <laughs> yeah. The internet first? Yeah. What? Yeah. Talking. Hey, before I forget, back to the episode, yeah. um, just real quick. Um, there's gotta... the scene where they kind of just... Uh, back to Jim and Andy, real uh, where he's crying on his shoulder right there, and, and <laughs> Kelly just kind of walks in and doesn't just walks on by. But I was wondering if there was anything that led up to that. No. In the okay. No. It, it, no. That's just him turning on the the, the ham, you know about. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Good selling. Ham. Yeah. He sees Andy wanting to get involved in his business and just kind of like forces him in further. <laughs> and, uh, that, and that Kelly walk by though, that yeah. <laughs> just so unconcerned, like yeah. not even not even like, oh okay, I don't want to be a part of this weirdness. She's like, hey guys, 
Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> oblivious. Oblivious. Yeah. Which is a nice moment because we don't get a ton. Really is There's so much focus on the main characters in the A and B plots that this is an episode outside of the super fan episode, outside the deleted scenes. There's no Creed. There's no Angela. There's yeah. almost no Kelly. There's no Toby. There's almost no Meredith. Like, there's uh-huh. almost yeah. no Stanley. I, I, but Stanley gets a couple of funny moments yeah. um, uh, or just his his bemusement of, of the whale that Dwight might be losing. Oh, yeah. He's going after the <laughs> whale. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> that, uh, <laughs> that he does with Ryan. There was a really good uh, extended uh, Phyllis scene where... Um, I thought there might well, it's when uh, it's after uh, Andy or Jim has told Andy that he thinks everybody in the office, hate, which that itself was an extended scene. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think they should have kept that one in mm. because it adds context to for why Andy is scolding the office. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does seem kind of out. I like. Yeah. And I just love this. Really, uh, getting... I just love this really quick Meredith thing where uh She's like, I like Jim. I'm ma-, and just out of nowhere, she's got this. She's like, I'm making him a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, there is the one chime in from Kevin, though. I guess I could be nicer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I do love Phyllis, though, with the Andy. I think he's messing with you. Yeah, uh-huh. it's great. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, she's just, um, t- she gets to sort of scold the, the or. Not scold, but just kind of talk to the two idiots. Like when she's talking to Dwight about, you know, who's one is is hating the dress code. And then Andy's just, you know, hating his whole life. Yeah. (laughs) And then we turn, of course, we get Jim in the mirror with the big, in the window with the big grin on his face. Now, now, which has become a meme. Yeah. Uh, That classic. Me, 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 me. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Like very much so. Yeah. But good. Great episode. Great episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really, uh, like we said, uh, probably the the peak of the arc so far, and obviously we're about to come down in our final episode here Mm -hmm. uh, and Mm -hmm. really bring everything to a close, and and a quickly succinct close, because we got a lot of ground to accomplish next episode. Mm -hmm. To get us back to not only get our two sh- our two businesses into one again but to get rid of Charles Minor there's a lot that has to happen so much yeah yeah that's, but that's why it's a great episode yeah great it's arc good. yeah absolutely yeah great to have you fellas back with us again Most definitely yes, always a pleasure we'll see you next week see sir next week all right all, all right. right thank Do you it. all of you for listening to the people person paper podcast we as always are so very happy to have you we hope you will be joining us through all of 2023 and we'll start with next week The People Persons Paper Podcast is an OLA Ministries production. The People Persons Paper Podcast is produced by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Engineering by Hilton Price. OLA Ministries is owned and operated by OLA Ministries, LLC. Contact Hilton Price and Michael Zampino for more information. Give you a little wiggle on your, your wire there for me, brother. Yeah, wiggle that wire, wiggle Brian. That, right. Wiggle that wire if it works. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I found it. Hey, hey, hey.